0: Welcome back to the Commander's Vault. I'm JB. I'm Dale. And uh, today we're going to be talking about some Time Spiral Remastered spoilers. Uh, as many of you know, the, we've been given the Lotus Bloom by Gavin Verry as the buy a box promo for this set, and that kind of set in motion some interesting uh, some interesting spoilers and, and showing that the there's a lot of cards that will be getting the old frame treatment. Uh, in this new set. Now, uh, the time-shifted cards are pretty close to finishing up being spoiled, I think.
1: Yeah, they just have the green uh, left to spoil.
0: And um, I must say, as a fan of the old borders, I was pretty stoked. I did like the creative choice to do a bunch of new spells in old border. Um... Particularly, I think the one of the, I, that I like the most is the Past in Flames because it has the tombstone reminder text near the name, which was which used to be the old flashback uh, calling card. If something had flashback, it would have its card name, obviously, and then right beside it to the left would be a, a tiny little tombstone to remind you that you could cast it from the graveyard. I thought that was a pretty pretty cool little...
1: Yeah, I always liked that too.
0: Yeah. It just looks cool. And um, some of these cards... I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty biased towards the red and black on this one. But uh, uh, black probably being my number one color for the frames in general. uh, I think the black frames... uh, Black old frames on some of these cards are just disgustingly good. They're just really sexy. But... Let's look at the meat of what's coming, uh, what's getting reprinted. Uh, This is an entire set of reprints. There are no new cards in the set, full reprint set. Um, Some of the red shifted cards, uh, red time shifted cards we're getting, uh, Kiki Jiki and Zealous Conscripts. So we're getting a full draftable infinite combo. Interesting. Yeah. They went with the uh, the Kamigawa art, which I definitely think is the better art uh, for Kiki Jiki. And I'm going to be honest, it looks pretty sick, and I kind of want one in foil. But uh, as Dale and I were talking a little bit earlier, it seems that the foil time-shifted cards' uh, rarity is off the charts. So I think it was your chance of getting a rare time shifted card is one per box in total.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's for the foil uh, time shifted card. Yes. That's the or foil. Or if it's just any time nope,
0: shifted it's the foil.
1: Okay, so you have...
0: The average is 1.33 per box.
1: Okay. Repeating. So if you're insanely lucky, you might get two. But more yeah, than but likely, you'll get one. Yeah, but you gotta be insanely lucky.
0: Or none. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that would suck. Yeah. Um... I love you know, in red we've got Goblin Engineer. I love that card. Uh Vandal Blast looks sick on the old frame. Uh same with Monastery Swift Spear.
1: Yeah, I, I really like that they threw in the monas- Monastery Swift Spear and the uh the uh Dreadlord Arcanist, I think is from the zombie.
0: Yeah, Jet Arcanist from uh, War of the Spark. Yeah. yeah. I
1: like that they put those two in there because those two definitely show up in a lot of the like older formats. So I think that's kind of cool that they throw them in here like that so people can like keep their decks
0: old, old looking, old school yeah. looking. And uh, I mean, I have to talk about my absolute favorite card that's getting a reprint in an old border, yogg Thran Physician. They're giving the Yog Pappy his old his old frame. Which uh, I think, the black frames just look a hundred times better. The contrast of like the text box and the bubbling that comes from the sides, oh, that's gonna be hot.
1: Yeah, I'm so disappointed though that they didn't put Urza. They should have put Urza in there, man. <laughs> oh man, that would have been great.
0: That and I mean, we, you know, you as as excited as I am. Dale, you and I both know that these motherfuckers are going to pringle. Yo. They are going to be pringles. <laughs> you better immediately have true fit
1: sleeves on hand when you crack these packs. Because if you get a foil old border, better put it straight into a true fit and then into a regular sleeve. And yeah, that's your best chance of not pringling.
0: But yeah, it's just. It, it's an interesting. Like I'm excited. I'm very excited for some of these reprints and the time shifted rare or the time shifted foil. But uh, I just I'm gonna have to deal with Yawgmoth, you know, pringling its ass off.
1: I like that they gave Leyline of the Void an old old yeah frame.
0: yeah definitely. Espe- they used the original art. Too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah,
1: R- Relentless Rats too. That card is actually pretty pricey for what it is just because it's that niche relentless rats build deck that everybody needs multiple copies yeah it's
0: for. it's one of those things it's like if you're building a you know relentless rats per- persistent petitioners or a or a shadowbone apostle deck you're gonna run you know 16 of these things you know 16 to 18 so 16 to 18 copies of a card is a fucking lot
1: yeah you it's know it's pricey
0: yeah
1: uh thought sees can't forget that one, you know. Every, that's what everybody's been uh, going up crazy over. thought sieve foil old border. Yeah.
0: The dismember, I'm also excited for. I think uh, the the shifted border on the dismember and the new art. I really do. Uh, I really do like the new art because it looks like the old art from a different perspective.
1: Yeah, it does. It just looks like you're more to the side of it. Yeah.
0: And. Uh, you know, I th- I really think Tassiger looks good in the black frame as well.
1: Yeah, me too. Those bananas really pop. <laughs>
0: the bananas be popping. <laughs> they do. Um, in blue, I really enjoyed the Lab Man. I think the Lab Man has a real, real old timey flavor to his art, and I really- the border really kind of makes it pop. Uh, I know they used the original Myerden art for the Trinket Mage. That was pretty nice. Uh, Baral, I like in the old border. Now, blue got, like, overall, I think blue got some of the best cards in the time-shifted slot. I mean, every card in the blue blue time-shifted slot I've seen in EDH. Every single one.
1: Yeah, I mean, True Name Nemesis, that's like an all-star, especially in some of the older formats. Uh, Mystic
0: Confluence solid looks sweet in the old border too paradoxical outcome is a is a staple in vintage storm uh, artifact storm and stuff like that um so i think overall like the, the master of the pearl tridents now match the lords of atlantis you know yeah. in the old border so i think that's hot for uh, those merfolk merfolk players um yeah white uh you know got shit on as always yeah well, um, look
1: what look what they were working with you know <laughs> you,
0: yeah it's kind of hard to time shift reprint good cards in white when there are so few yeah the path looks good the path to exile I like the silence the silence I think looks the most like an old card yeah it does. Like, uh, that art I feel like I could awesome. I could see that art in uh, in um, let's see. What's the what's the first fetch land block? Onslaught. I can see yeah. that as like an onslaught card. Or something like that. You know. Other noteworthy things in white, uh, is like Restoration Angel, which also combos with Kiki Jiki. Yeah. So you can that's two <laughs> infinite combos that you can you can do with Kiki Jiki. I think that's hilarious. Uh, and then the artifacts, we've got cranial plating. That was pre- previewed a long time ago. Lotus Bloom, we got that as like one of our first previews. Chalice of the Void. Um, not a huge player in EDH. Uh, in CDH, I haven't seen it that much. It's just a little, just a touch too niche. You know, it's a powerhouse in legacy and uh, in vintage. You know, Chalice on 0 or Chalice on 1 is hyper-powerful in those older formats. And Crystal Shard. Uh, if you blinked in Mirden block, you would have missed this card because it is literally uh, pretty innocuous. But uh, I have have seen some people use it to good effect. It's a 3-drop artifact with 3 and tap, or blue and tap. Return target creature to its owner's hand unless its controller pays 1. So normally you're using that to either uh, recur your own ETB effects, where you're just you refuse to pay the one, so you put the creature back in your hand for a blue, or you're waiting until somebody taps out and you slap whatever they they played back in their hand. But that only ever works once, let me tell you. You know, that that happens one time, and they're just like, "Yep, this is a stacks effect now." Yeah, I feel like in the White uh, time shifted slots, they went heavy on the
1: ETB effects with the Palace Jailer, the Stonehorn Dignitary, like stuff like that. Just all these different ETB, Raven Inspector, Flicker type stuff. So
0: yeah, it just and there's uh, just poor White. You know, what are you gonna do? Um, the remastered set itself, uh, we get a full packed cycle again. So, Pact of the Titan, Slaughter Pact, Pact of Negation, Pact of f- fucking Summoner's Pact, and f- the White Pact. Pact of Salvation? I'm not even sure. I don't even think I've ever seen that played. I'm pretty sure it's Pact of Salvation.
1: I haven't seen the Red uh, Pact played either. Not in EDH, anyway.
0: Well, the Red Pact just fucking sucks anyway so what are you gonna do you know like it's just bad just bad card I mean they they threw in uh,
1: Simeon Spirit Guide uh, that's not really t- played too much but a little bit uh, Grinning Ingus which combos with Bergy uh, that got a reprint uh wheel of fate which is uh okay definitely not wheel of fortune but I guess like the closest thing you could get
0: well it, i mean it's cascadable right yeah it's cascadable uh it's also um what the fuck is it the the cast the a Cat uh enchantment that lets you cast something for free if it has something lower Ooh, you know, know what I'm talking about it has like the hands. Like this, uh, um, the clasped hands. Ah, I
1: can't think of what it's called. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You can
0: cast it off that. Cascading into it is good.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the mythic slots of the set is Wheel of Fate, too. So, I feel like, in my opinion, out of all the cards that have been spoiled so far, I think the mythic uh, slots are not <laughs> really that good.
0: Yeah, I really don't understand the the mythic damnation?
1: No, I, I had a conversation with somebody else and they basically said, well, you couldn't print it at rare in draft because it's a draft set. You can't have it at rare. And I'm just like, well, it was originally rare. So yeah. Why wouldn't you be able to put it as rare?
0: Yeah, the planar chaos, it was originally a rare. Yeah. Uh, they reprinted all of these split second cards. So... Wipe Away, Angel's Grace, Sudden Shock, Sudden 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 Spoiling, spoiling. and what's the green one? Crows and Grip. Crows and Grip. The one we talk about all the time. Yep. Yeah, so this would be a good time to pick up your Angel's Graces and Crows and Grips and, you know, I think all but, I don't know. I'd say the red one is probably the worst.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: There's also uh, words of seizing. I don't know if which one of them is it. Really yeah,
1: is. I didn't realize that the uh, the Suspend, what, the Mythic slot for the Suspend was for all of them. So White got the... Uh, restore Balance. Restore Balance. Yeah. Which I, I just really wish they'd just unbanned Balance. Like,
0: come on. Now, uh... Uh, Dan from Moderately Anonymous MTG has been campaigning to get that on uh, I I don't know if that will ever happen. Now, only because <laughs> if you've ever been on the receiving end of a balance, I would say you don't know what you're asking for.
1: Well, I just look at it like... White has effects that do that same thing, but even worse. Like, a lot of colors have destroy all lands. So, like, what's worse? Having all the lands wiped off the board. Or just everyone sacking down to the lowest. I feel like it's not really that bad of, like, a
0: card the, anymore. But it's for the costing. Regular balance is two mana. Like... I mean, I feel like white
1: needs it though. Like white just doesn't have that ramp. White just is always playing from behind. So it's like a good like turn three when everybody else is like, you know, maybe ramped, you know, two lands ahead. And it's like, okay, let's go back down. Get rid of those uh, rampant growth you just used. You know, your uh, three three visits or like, yeah. Go Mm -hmm. ahead and sack back down to my level.
0: I don't know, man. I've been hit with balance before. It is absolutely gutting.
1: I remember when I first started playing. I didn't know it was banned, in the play group I was playing with, they like apparently didn't know it was banned either. So we, I was playing with it, and like eventually, somebody was like, "I think that card's banned," and I was like, "What? Really?" <laughs> and I looked. Sure enough, it was. I was like, "Wow, that's weird."
0: <laughs> some uh, some neat uh, things that are in. Just different colors. Cool reprints. Venser, Shaper, Savant, uh, f- uh, two and two blue for a human wizard legendary for with flash. When he enters the battlefield, return target spell or permanent to its owner's hand. Always very, very strong because you get a body out of it. You can count, technically counter a spell, like remand a spell. Uh, Reality Acid got a reprint here. Which, if you've never played Popper or even a Brago deck, Brago makes Reality Acid disgusting. So it's an Enchant Permanent. We're going to Enchant anything. Enchant Permanent, Vanishing Three. When it leaves the battlefield, Enchanted Permanent's controller sacrifices it. Now imagine a, a fucking Brago with a Strionic Resonator, double flickering this on every turn.
1: And just targeting your lands.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's disgusting. And like we already talked about, the Pact Cycle. uh, Blue obviously has the strongest Pact out there. Um, That and the uh, Suspend Mythic is uh, Ancestral Vision. Which, if you're casting that for free, is uh, even better Ancestral Recall. Yeah. What, What a neat... A lot of neat reprints in the set. Like I said, it is full reprint set, so that just means there will be no new cards. But uh, a lot of ones that I think will help a lot of pricing in the market. The pacts, black, green, and blue all see the most use. You know, uh, so having another copy of those will be good. Um, you get a ton of good counter spells, Uh, other than the Pact of Negation, you get Delay, which uh, exiles the spell you're trying to counter and puts three time counters on it. So it makes it, you know, they cast it three turns later for two mana, that's pretty nuts. Uh, Logic Knot is an X counter spell with Delve. So two blue and X, so essentially it's like counter unless you pay however many cards I want to delve out of my graveyard. Um, not a super lot of Delve cards are that great. Now, the Time Shifted cards has Treasure Cruise, one of the best Delve cards of all time, which is why it's banned in a a few things, a few, uh, formats. And so you, we still have, what, Green to get for this? Yeah. You said, and, um... Multicolor. Because Draw New Lich Lord is the only multicolor spoiler that I'm seeing. Which pretty, pretty cool. If you've never checked out the history of CDH, Drawl New is like one of the first uh, really really good commanders back in ye olden days. But I digress. Yeah, just kind of interested about the set. Um, I really want to see what the allocations are going to be because they said it's going to be something akin to a master set, which means not a lot of this product going to be floating around. Which I don't know. You know, this this is a, definitely a draft format, and uh, I think a ton of draft or a ton of places still can't draft
1: yeah that's that's one of the bigger things i've seen online so far is people just saying they're probably going to pass on it just because like they're not going to be able to draft it with people and that's like kind of like what the whole point of the set was really was like hey we know a lot of new players were not around when these sets came out and people want to you know try drafting these sets and like unfortunately the pandemic's going on so like people aren't going to be able to draft it anyway unless they like buy some boxes and sit on them for you know however long until the pandemic's over and they can draft them Um, I did see that smallpox got uh, pretty slick art on it looks pretty awesome Um, and Miri the Cursed has a new art as well
0: not a fan of the Miri the Cursed art No,
1: me either. It just looks too, like, cartoony. I think the old art just looked so much more dark and just more fitting to, like, the story of being corrupted and turned evil.
0: Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree. Let's see. What else we got? Oh, interesting card that doesn't see a lot of play, uh, but it should because it's pretty good in EDH. Ixalid Jailer, which is the 2-1 creature. Uh, Cards in graveyards lose all abilities. You ever been people pesky, you know, doing shit? Well, from their grave, now they don't.
1: Yeah, I I actually uh, ran that in some decks when I first started playing because there was a lot of graveyard shenanigans going on. Pretty decent. Aven um, Mind sensor uh, is getting a reprint which I'm pretty happy about that. That card's always great to cast when somebody goes to search their library <laughs> for something and you're like ah, oh, nope you go ahead and uh, search the top four instead
0: <laughs> Rude but uh, Def I mean it just had its reprint at cat and I think the cat version is still pretty cheap. It's like yeah, like two bucks or something like that. Yeah, unless you get the
1: Masterpiece version, which is like 60.
0: Yeah, but that's Masterpiece version.
1: Krovax uh, Ascended Hero, Mythic for white. Uh, I, I don't really know about that. I mean, it's a 6 drop for a 4-4 four, four that has other white creatures get plus 1, plus 1, and non-white creatures get minus 1, minus 1. You can pay 2 life and return Krovax uh, to its owner's hand. So, I mean, people try to remove it. You can just bounce it back to your hand. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I don't think it's, like, crazy good. It's not Elish Norn. It's, mi-
0: it's mini-Norn. <laughs> but only for white creatures. Yeah. Um. That was actually... Krovac's, uh Ascendant Hero is actually, like, one of the... Um, first... Like, things that I wanted to build a commander deck around. No, I think the first deck I actually ended up making was a Reese the Redeemed uh, Green White Elf deck, but Krovax, I always just liked the card for just very Timmy reasons, you know? I like the Evankar Ascendant, like the anti Krovax, because it's like, they're, that is Krovax, but different, like, he got Corrupted, that's yeah. the whole... And then there's like Krovax the Cursed and all those things. But Krovax in this is a pretty pretty interesting pretty interesting card. Especially being that in this art he's not necessarily evil. But Elish Norn is widely considered to be like evil, like a villain. You know, and Elish Norn has the negative effect, but he does as well and but he's like a good guy. So I think that's interesting.
1: Uh, Jaya Ballard the Task Mage is a three mana red legendary human spell shaper for uh, you get a 2-2 body But you get uh, for one in a red tap, discard a card and destroy a blue permanent. For one in a red tap, discard a card, Uh, she deals three damage to any target. If a creature dealt damage this way, they can't be regenerated. And for seven in tap, discard a card and she deals six damage to each creature and each player. So, I mean, I don't mind that. Seven mana for a repeatable Inferno.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you give her pro red or something.
1: Yeah, and then she survives. Mainly, I've always used this card for the discard a card and blow
0: up a blue permanent. What's because you hate blue? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> as foretold, that's what that enchantment is. Yeah, yeah. you can yep. cast all the suspend spells off as foretold. That is it. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, overall, like for me, I'm not like too gung-ho about this set i mean there's some cool stuff in here that i'll probably pick up some singles of but as like a whole i i probably won't be buying a box of this
0: yeah i i mean i don't think i'm gonna be buying a box of it either i do want to pick up a couple of the time shifted rares uh in foil Yogmoth in particular like if i could just get Yogmoth, i'll be okay you know if that's all that i can get then that will be it um. yeah and I really think I mean I don't know it's going to be interesting how this set is received because of the allocation because of the times we live in right now the fact that it's a draft set and that no one is going to be able to draft this you know in store or anything you know in the world we live in right now but I mean
1: as as for spoilers I mean we pretty much I feel like we we hit everything really worth mentioning out of the spoilers so far uh uh I guess we could uh shift gears and and talk about the new announcements that uh Wizards of the Coast came out with the other day uh so Hasbro made Wizards of the Coast uh, basically a division of Hasbro now. So Wizards of the Coast has got a new logo, and, yeah, apparently there's a lot of speculation as to what could come about with them being a division. A lot of people are speculating that Hasbro might just decide, uh, hey, uh, black lotus just sold for five hundred thousand dollars how do we get in on that uh let's go ahead and abolish the reserve list now that's total speculation do i think it'll happen probably not but they could i mean it's a guaranteed way to sell whatever product they want to slot in playable reserve list cards on there and just keep racking in money uh I honestly don't think Hasbro's really concerned at all about any type of class-action lawsuit. I mean, I just don't think they're worried about it. They probably have better lawyers than any class-action lawsuit's going to be able to get. And uh, personally, I don't think anybody really has a claim to sue them over it anyway, but that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really... Uh I was looking forward. I think they said that they would posted the highest profit in 2020 uh, that they had, you know, like, to date. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they have the printing money machine secret layers go burn, you know, <laughs> where they can print fucking cards that are... In demand and at singles, and for this convenient price of you know twenty nine ninety nine to fifty nine ninety nine, you can buy just this card if you want it. And we had we had done we talked at length at that about that you know one of our episodes one of our prior episodes, and um, now we've got you know universes beyond where you know they get to just. What is it? Collaborate with other IPs in order to sell more product. Yeah, and I
1: mean, so far, I'm like, uh, I'm I, I'm all right with it, just because like they announced that there's going to be a Lord of the Rings set they're doing, and that they're going to make Commander precons out of the Warhammer 40K.
0: I'm excited about Warhammer 40K. I do love me some 40K. Uh, mostly just the lore. I like reading the lore, I like listening to podcasts and things like that. You know, and everyone is worried. I say worried. Uh, this is in my my leftist, you know, echo chamber. My Twitter sometimes becomes that there's going to be a universe beyond uh, Strixhaven Harry Potter. Um, and the whole thing about that is that jk rowling's a fucking turf so it was kind of a touchy subject
1: yeah Um, i mean i can see it though i mean hasbro owns the the rights to harry potter i mean i mean out of all this things, the universe is beyond i don't have a problem with it as long as they stick to high fantasy like ips i'm fine with that because it's like it's kind of like magic the gathering it's all high fantasy based but when you start delving into the ips that hasbro owns which is like a shit ton you're talking like freaking all the disney stuff gi joe marvel universe freaking power rangers jurassic park like (laughs) i mean there's a lot of them like i could go on and on like we're talking like over a hundred different ips that they could easily just like start making sets out of Which, I mean, I think it could just get degenerate. Out of control. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely think they have to pick and choose pretty heavily of what they're going to be uh, involving in Magic the Gathering. I'm interested to see what they are, obviously. You know, I am curious. I want to, you know, I want to play a Gimli Commander deck. or Or a Gandalf Commander deck. Something like that. You know, give it to me. Like, I I think there's a lot of cool stuff they
1: could do with it, but I just have a hard time understanding how they'd be able to balance stuff. Like, let's say 40K, for example. Like, you get a commander deck out there, and you got some soldiers that have, like, plasma rifles going up against, like, elves with, like, bow and arrows. (laughs) Like, how does that work? Like, how do you, like, balance the, the power of, like, these, like nugs that have plasma rifles versus nug elves with like bows. Like it just seems like so yeah. hard to balance.
0: Yeah, and and the I mean, you said high fantasy, but you you look at 40 K and it's so so out there as far as like uh future tech and things like that. But I think I I just I don't know. I think it's just the fan in me of 40k that's like, I just want to see this product. I want to see how they try and execute it. If they you know if they print the god emperor of mankind I will be that. If, if that's the only card in the commander deck, that's good. I don't care. It just, I will be over the moon if we get anything else. Like, you know, if you haven't gotten into 40k or anything like that, I'm not going to throw out a bunch of jargon. But uh, you know. I've seen uh i seen another
1: uh, group of YouTubers, and they were, like, hypothesizing about, like, some cards. And one of them happened to be uh, Lord of the Rings, and it was The Ring. And they were like, so can they get around the reserve list and just make a better Black Lotus and just use The Ring? And it's a zero-drop artifact. Tap, sack it, add three mana of any combination you want. Like just make a better black lotus and then it's named something different it's better so it's not functionally the same so like it gets around it or if you just take the dual lands name them something out of uh you know Lord of the Rings and make them legendary and now all of a sudden you have dual lands that are legendary with a different name yeah. so they're not functionally the same anymore So, I mean, maybe there could be some crazy stuff like that in the near future, ways that they can just get around the reserve list without actually having to, like, get rid of the reserve list, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. uh, Definitely excited to see where it goes, but cautiously optimistic. Like, definitely cautious is the the key (laughs) word there because, you know, there's... For every for every iteration of Magic that has come out, you know since nineteen ninety four, it's you know every the next big thing is always going to kill Magic. Yeah, that's true. It's like the new borders are going to kill Magic, <laughs> and uh, you know, Homelands is going to kill Magic. You know, people are saying, oh, these wizards partnering with IPs, you know, or or you know these out of universe things like. Bitch, go look at fucking Portal Three Kingdoms. Like, if you've never read, uh, like the material that that is based on, which you should. uh, It's, it's like it's a fan fiction set, (laughs) you know, and and Arabian Nights, the first actual like magic expansion set or whatever, was entirely based on, you know the the Arabian Nights uh, IP and that's why it has like Aladdin and shit in it, you know. Like, Which is
1: also owned by Hasbro as well, Aladdin. Yeah. So.
0: But it's just a thing to think about, you know, everybody's freaking out and you know, yelling about this this happening, but this I think this is just a natural progression. I don't think that we've ever going to we're seeing it on a scale that we've never seen it before with this Universe is Beyond, but you know, everything Is going to kill magic at one point. For somebody. You know. Someone's going to see the release of. You know. Lord of the Rings expansion. You know. Secret layers. Or whatever the fuck it is. uh, Commander decks. And they're going to be like. Yep. That's it for me. Never buying magic product again. But. Someone's going to be like. Wait. There's a Lord of the Rings. Magic. What the fuck is Magic the Gathering? You know. And then they're like. Trying to figure out what that is and get into it so i think it's a a double-edged sword but i think it will do more good than harm to be honest you know
1: the only problem i really have with it is because i mean i love lord of the rings i love star wars jurassic park power rangers you name it i like all that stuff the only problem I really have is just the functionally unique aspect of it. Like, if they Definitely. were to have done it the way they did Ikoria and just reskin everything, no problem at all. But making functionally unique cards, it's one of those things where it's like, if, for say, they did come out with a Power Ranger set, and they make a Red Ranger card that's just, like, the the thing's, like, super strong, and now all of a sudden, red I deck, have to yeah. run that. <laughs> yep. like. I mean, that comes to the point where it's like, okay, I don't really want a Power Rangers in my Magic deck, so now I'm going to have to go to a proxy person and have them proxy the Red Ranger card into a high fantasy art so that I can run it in my Magic deck so that it feels more like Magic the Gathering. like Which, to me, just is just weird. Like yeah. I never thought I'd be at that point where I'm like, I need to get actual magic cards proxied into high fantasy like yeah it's just weird
0: yeah i mean it does it does carry that uh downside with it sometimes you know i personally don't like the walking dead secret lair you know i really don't care for you know a baseball bat as an equipment like, wow. Okay, great. It's a f- baseball bat. Does that mean Urza played baseball? Was there a Telerian college team of, you know, baseball players? Is that canon now? Is there, you know, what is baseball's role in magic? Uh, but it is what it is. You know, it's like and those that's a great thing because it's functionally unique. Each one of those cards in the Walking Dead set, functionally unique. Now, I think there was a the uproar was there. Printing Functionally Unique cards into a supplemental product that had a high price tag. You only get one copy. It was pretty, I think, overwhelmingly looked down upon by a, a huge amount of the player base. They were like, you know, granted, none of those cards are busted. Right? So that is a, that shouldn't have to be the upside. Because if yeah. Wizards testing has shown anything, it's that maybe them looking into the far future isn't their strong suit. Because if you think about it, how many cards would be in Standard right now if if they had looked ahead? You know, if they were looking ahead and be like, yeah, Euro and Oko and Once Upon a Time and this, that, and the other thing are all going to be in Standard at the same time. Yeah, nice balanced, balanced format. <laughs> Perfectly balanced, as all things should be.
1: Hey, I will say though that if they use the Jurassic Park IP, and I'd be pretty pumped to see uh, a young, dapper Jeff Goldblum on a card.
0: Oh hell yeah!
1: Because <laughs> I'm definitely a, a Goldblum fan. So if I can get him on a Magic card, that'd be one I wouldn't have to proxy new art.
0: <laughs> that'd be. It's one of those things. It's like, is the the Lord of the Rings. Set is that going to have the movie characters on the card, or is it going to have the book depictions on a card? Yeah. Because have you ever seen like the book depictions drawn beside like their original? I think the only really really close one is Aragorn. Yeah. Because you know Viggo, is Viggo Mortensen, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a beast, and like just looks, he is Aragorn. Yeah. But, you know, are it, are they going to do the movie, the? That type of thing, or are they going to uh, have to, you know, maybe they don't own the rights to show the movie, yeah, you know, clip, you know, uh, art or anything like that, or use the likenesses? That's it. They can't use the character likenesses from the from the movies. That would be that would be really weird. (laughs) That would be, you know, because I I play the 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 Game of Thrones card game, right? And up until the show, those, some of these people, you know, these books existed for a long time before the show. And they didn't have actors and didn't, you know, whenever, whenever someone says, you know, Tyrion Lannister, you're like, that's Peter Dinklage, you know, but the Tyrion Lannister card from long time ago, you know, all those art, art depictions of him look nothing like. Yeah. You know They look nothing the same Not even close <laughs> You know Tyrion Lannister In the book Is super fucked up And like Face all chopped pieces Just looks like shit At all times Like you're You now know Why everybody is like Oh god It's the midget Yeah Or what, You know What do they call him They co- The Oh The half man The half man That's it Yeah And it's just like like, you realize when they're talking to him in the show, you're like, he's just, you know, a dude but smaller. He looks nothing like a demon or anything. And then you see the artist depictions of him from the old stuff, and you're like, oh, that's what they're looking at. Holy crap. But, yeah, yeah it's just in, in one of those uh, one of those things. Like, what, what are we going to see? What are we going to see from that? You know, there are some elements uh, in 40K that I do not want in Magic the Gathering. If you have any 40k knowledge whatsoever. uh, The Dark Eldar. Which are like the evil space elves. um, Their entire culture is based on gruesome physical and mental torture. Of humans and non-Dark Eldar. They pursue their like they pursue pleasure through, you know, maiming and killing and and mind fucking and you know stuff like that. I don't really want to see that in magic. I don't want to be I don't want there to be like a dark Eldar, you know, cycle of like black cards that are just I I really don't want to think cuz like uh, yeah. someone who knows the lore, I'm like, "Oh man, I do not I don't want to see them here." Cuz then you have like like Daemonettes Those are a faction of chaos, Um, and daemonettes have, like, uh, a giant crab claw, uh, a tit hanging out, and a dick. You know, that's, like, canon. That is what they look like.
1: Yeah, I don't don't think we'll be seeing that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, (laughs) though? It's, like, some
0: some things in 40K are just, like, if they're just going to do, like, oh, Space Marines, big army man in space, uh, clunky armor, big gun, okay, whatever. That's... That's what I think they're going to do because there's very, uh, like the tribes, quote unquote, in uh, 40K are pretty well-defined and you can definitely shove them into color combinations. Uh, you would put orcs in green-red. You would put um, humans in white-red. You would put the, uh, the Tau in uh, white-green uh, because they're, they're, their whole thing is uh, for the greater good. That is their mantra. And things like that. So it's very, you know, easy to get through the very surface layer of 40K stuff. But don't go any deeper, please. Like, I don't want to see, you know, the Emperor's Throne where you have to sacrifice creatures to keep him alive. You know, because that's the whole thing in in 40K. The the Emperor's only kept alive by the sacrifice of a thousand psychers. People who can use, like, mind magic. And he has to... They have to throw a thousand of them into the grinder per day to keep him alive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's pretty fucked up. And, yeah. uh, and something I don't think Wizards is going to touch on. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Like I don't. mean,
1: I, I know a lot of people would just argue that, I mean, there's gruesome parts of magic lore. Like, you know, the Phyrexians are just like... Evil, bad, and there's a lot of like factions. But they and magic that are just
0: evil. They've but. definitely moved away from that. Yeah, they have. Like, yeah, there's like if you look at a lot of the old Phyrexian cards, they depict a lot of horrific things, you know, and even even stuff from new Phyrexian, like the card Dismember. Yeah, you know, it's literally a, a robo dude getting ripped apart, and he has like a. a an organic like top half and they're just pulling his arms and legs off and shit. And you're just like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And you know, the like uh Skurg Familiar is supposedly the, the the flavor text on it is like the 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 highest priest of Yogmoth got the most something mutilations. The most something mutilations and it's just like, oh God, that's that's awful. But they've definitely moved away from that. You know yeah. they're definitely like sharpened what it is to be like a uh, an evil or a, a, a villain-coded thing in the set. I think, you know, Eldrick Moon while like body horror-esque because you know, he had all the weird Emrakul transformations and stuff. Yeah. I was always like, wow, this is pretty tame compared to what it could have been.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: You know, like, seeing uh, Brissella or something like that. Like, yeah, pretty ugly, like, you know, uh, gruesome to look at. But if you're thinking about, like, gruesome based on what has been printed before, it could have been way worse.
1: Yeah, like, all the, like, uh, Stitcher-style cards where it's, like, zombies stitched together and stuff. Like, art not very gory or gruesome but you go back to like 96 and look at some of the artwork on cards back then and they were a lot yeah. more gory and a lot more like horrific like stitched
0: together yeah you know that one where yep. the dude's like literally getting <laughs> stitched together while he's alive or whatever like you he's like screaming and stuff yeah or uh or uh oh god i think it's what what edition pestilence is it where the dude's, like, on his hands and knees and, like, there's bugs, like, coming uh, out of yeah. his mouth and shit. I'm I, like, w- I want to say it's Mirage. That's horrifying. Yeah. That's gruesome. But then at the same time, I
1: look back and I'm like, I kind of like that, too. Like, I kind of like when it was, like, still, like, risque. Like, maybe you didn't want your, like, 11-year-old looking at some of the cards because some of them were, the black cards especially, were, like, pretty graphic even some of the red cards like i remember i was in grade school and i collected magic the gathering cards and pokemon cards and one day i was in class and i was looking at some uh some red cards in my teacher scene and she was like she took them away and was like what what are these and like I would go to the office and my mom had to come in and like get the cards because, you know, there was like blood and gore on them. It was like, I think it was Frenzy was one of the cards yeah. where the dude's jamming a big sword into like a goblin or something like that. And yeah, there's just like blood splattering and stuff. And it's like, yeah, maybe a third grader or fourth grader, you might not want them looking at that art. But
0: yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It's just like the the length and depth of the of some of the gruesome things that happen in Forty K or something. I don't really want to witness. Uh, like, don't don't Google Demunculaba and then you know put that on a magic card, please. I would. It would be horrifying. Um, but IP aside, it's just. Like I said, cautiously optimistic. I'm going to fanboy out a little bit over the 40K. Uh, definitely the Lord of the Rings, too. I mean, like, you know. Yeah, like I, I, got no, I got no
1: problems with
0: 40K or Lord of the Rings. I, I mean, I, I... It's just, where does it go? Yeah. Where does it end? <laughs> I don't think it's going to end. They had their most profitable fucking year on record. So they're going to keep... And they've, they've literally found out that their secret layers are just a money license. You, here, here... Put, hook this to your printer. Print money. And they do. And uh, that's what they're going to do because they are a corporation and it's their job to make the money for their shareholders. Uh, I I just hope, like we talked about, functionally, functionally specific cards or functionally... Uh, oh, man. I unique. Unique, thank you. Functionally unique cards do not make their way mainstream with the new universes beyond. Because... I don't think they were. They told us what formats Universes Beyond is going to be affecting.
1: Uh, they did say. Eternal. They said it's like pretty much everything aside from standard.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So, all the eternal
1: formats, and I, I'm not sure if modern's in there, but I mean, all I know is they specifically said they won't be legal in standard, but they didn't really specify other than that. So I'd assume everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I'd like to hear from y'all. What uh, what kind of IPs do you think, you know, Wizards should uh, put into Magic? What IPs do you not want in Magic? You know, I might be super excited for 40k, and somebody might be like, fuck you, you know? <laughs> like, I don't want 40k in my Magic. But I you- mean, if you want to see,
1: like, uh, Cabbage Patch Kids... Because Hasbro owns that. So if you want to see a sweet Cabbage Patch Kids. Secret layer. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> hey, that, that could be in the works. Yeah. I mean, Cabbage Patch Kids was, uh, I think, one of the hottest selling toys in, for like multiple years in a row. I mean, there's a whole generation of, of cats that grew
0: up on Cabbage Patch Kids. So yeah. they might want to see that. Oof. <laughs> If you listen, if you do want the Cabbage Patch Kids expansion, that's fine. I will not stifle your I will not tell you that that's bad. I just want to hear what you think, you know. Let us know on uh on Instagram at the Commander's Vault or MTG Survivalist. Let us, you know, you I really feel like we you know, we present a specific, you know, tone of what we would like. But I want to hear what you know, everybody else has to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you want to see stuff branch out outside of high fantasy, then let us know. I'm definitely curious what other people are interested in seeing printed into the magic universe.
0: Yep. With cautious optimism, we will approach this uh, universe beyond. Until we get more information on it, at least, you know, we we'll start getting... You know, spoilers yeah. and whatnot. Yeah,
1: I don't want to get too worked up over it because, yeah. like, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it aside from either say uh, I'm not buying the product or, yeah, I love it and I'm buying it.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I think that was all the news we were going to talk about. Uh, we had gotten the, our time, uh, time Spiral remastered and then the universes beyond. Uh, like I said, let us know what you would have liked to see in universes beyond or what you do not wish to see. You know, pick from one of the hundreds of Hasbro IPs and just be like, no, if they ever bring this, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, let us know on, uh, on Instagram. All right, everybody. Uh, once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, uh, the Comics Vault. And uh, we are the Commander's Vault. I'm JB. And I'm Dale. And have a good afternoon.